In this episode of Social Media Secrets, I'm going to share with you how to find your first or your next or your 10th client. Let's just dive right on in. Hey guys, I'm super excited to create this episode today because I cannot tell you the number of times that I literally Googled how to find clients over and over and over and over again. And so today I'm gonna share some of the advice that I wish I had known, plus some specific action steps that you can take. None of these are my favorite ways, but first I'm gonna share with you what I wish I had known, then I'm gonna share with you some some specific, wow, that word is really hard to say, some specific ways that you can secure your first or your next client, and then I'm gonna share with you my absolute favorite way to secure clients. So I think we should just dive right on in, to be honest. All right, so the first thing I wanna share with you is that it was really a weird conundrum. Um, It was weird being in a place when I was first really looking for clients where I simultaneously was learning marketing and applying marketing and had some natural giftings in marketing, yet here I was literally saying, I don't know where to find clients. And you might feel that pressure sometimes, like how am I supposed to be an expert if I can't even do this for myself? And I wanna share with you what I really wish I had known a lot sooner, Um, and that is kind of two sides to the same coin. The first side is the cobbler's children always have no shoes. (laughs) And we've heard this before being said about marketers before. Um, And the truth is like, I wish I had given myself some grace in that season to realize that it's one thing to be able to build someone else's business, whether you're a funnel builder or a copywriter or a social media manager, like that's one thing. And it's still a ton of work. So what I wish I had done truly was give myself grace throughout the process of realizing that it is not as easy to market yourself as it is to market for your clients. And for so long, like I beat myself up about it and you know how clients will look or prospective clients will look at your social media and be like, how can you call yourself a marketer when you don't have a massive following? And it's like, well, because I spent all of my time building my clients followings. And so that's the first side of the coin. The second side of the coin is If you don't have the clients that you want, it's time to start treating yourself like the client that you wish you had. And that is a wild other side of the coin because I did neither of those things. Um, Let's dive into that other side of the coin because the truth is, do you need to have your own marketing in place to secure freelance clients? Nope, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Tons of people become freelancers and actually successful freelancers without being fantastic at marketing themselves. In fact, most freelancers uh, that I talk to, most of their traffic comes from things like um, word of mouth and referrals, but that doesn't help you when you need a client today. And so it's interesting because it really wasn't until the last few years that I started consistently marketing myself as though I were my own client. and. That is one of the few regrets that I have in business. I wish that I had realized sooner how important that was and that that was going to build a pipeline. Now I'm gonna share a piece of advice that can be really helpful. So if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, totally, like most of my clients come from referrals or word of mouth or I don't know where my next client's gonna come from. It is time to start actively treating yourself as a client. The time to market yourself never shows up. If you're thinking like, oh, once I have a team, once I have 10 clients, once I have, nope, 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 nope. 
it's kind of like um, <laughs> like a new mom trying to find time to get a shower or self-care. It doesn't really happen. You almost need someone to like pry the baby out of your arms and be like, go shower, you stink, you have throw up on your shirt and baby food in your hair and I can, oh, I can smell you from here. I love you so much. I'm going to take this baby and make sure that you go get this time to shower. Or at least that's what good friends and family would do, right? The same thing has to happen, but as our own business owners, you have to actually figure out how to do that exact process in your own business. And so there are a few things that we've really identified as some of the things that can help you to actually make sure that you're getting that time to market yourself and your business. It is absolutely essential. It's a non-negotiable because it's all fun and games until the day where you're like, shoot, we just lost two clients and now I'm stressed and I have to figure out how to find clients. It's a lot easier when you're not in a state of stress. So I'm gonna share just a couple of things and then I'll go into my favorite ways to find clients after I share some that you can literally implement ASAP, okay? So the first thing that I'm gonna share is you need to build your email list. The second that I'm gonna share is you need to be delivering value consistently on one, two, or three social media platforms where you know your audience is. Now, spoiler alert, your audience is available on pretty much every single platform, uh, at least as it stands. I will say Snapchat has less adults on it or less uh, business owners. So that's the only platform right now that doesn't feel like it's as effective for putting out valuable content for business owners and uh, people to you know, see like, oh, this is someone who actually knows what they're talking about. You need to get on video. Um, is it possible to build a successful business without video? Yes. I'll talk about why it's so much easier to build a successful business with video at the end of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, you need to be asking for referrals and testimonials. You need to be sharing your wins, stacking your wins. You need to market yourself as well or better than you would market for your clients. So keep that in mind. Um, this is literally what I wish someone had like grabbed me by the ankles, held me up in the air upside down and, and shaken me and said, Rachel, you've got to market yourself because it was all fun and games until I hit a really rough patch where my mindset was just absolutely shot and we had no active lead gen going on. We weren't actively building our list. Uh, we weren't putting out video on social media. I wasn't sharing value consistently. It was kind of, I would get to it when I got to it or I would wait for inspiration and guess what? Sometimes inspiration isn't there. Sometimes inspiration is actually built and created along the journey. Um, I wish that someone had told me this. So if you're listening to this before you're in that situation, oh my gosh, bravo to you. It's time to make that happen. So the way to make that happen is by actually allocating time to your business first. And that is not working for your clients. That is not just meeting with your team. This means actually building things into your business, such as a, a content plan for getting your, your valuable content out there, um, scheduling content, creating the content, meeting with your team. If you have a team about what type of content you wanna create, one of my favorite ways to do this is actually through um, the social click we host every day, Monday through Friday, what's called Power Hour. We've kind of started testing doing a second one some days, and it's been really cool too, but we always do 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time is a two-hour block where everyone's invited to this uh, group call. We co-work with our videos and our audio turned off. And you, you share what you're gonna do in the chat and then everyone gets to work together. And it's a really great time to build your business before all of the pressure of building your clients' businesses comes on in. And so 
what I love is there's actually uh, kind of like a principle. It's not technically a law, but we're just going to call it a law because it's a principle of how matter works. And Parkinson's, uh, the law is called Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law is essentially that objects will take up the container that they're allowed. So for example, do you remember ever living in like a really small space and how you just didn't buy a lot of stuff to fill it, or at least it felt like everything was overflowing. And then at some point later on in life, you moved into a space that was bigger and somehow you thought, oh, we'll have tons of space. And guess what? You filled that space too. The same thing is true with budgets. So for example, I remember when I was making, you know, $10 an hour at Taco Bell and when I was making $10 an hour at Taco Bell, I would always think, oh my gosh, if I could just make like 40,000, 50,000 a year, I would never struggle with budgeting ever again. So fast forward, gosh, like not 20 years, but almost it feels like it. And we're making 40, $50,000 a year. And I'm still like, what the heck? Why is this so hard to figure out? It's gonna, I thought it was gonna make budgeting easier and spend easier. Maybe we just need to make six figures. So fast forward a couple more years, we make six figures. And a part of me is like, what the heck? It's still not happening. Now I'll give you the quick cliff notes on this. I didn't learn budgeting for a long time. And it was one of my biggest flaws in building my business. I don't have a regret with that, but I will say I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. Um, there's so much I could have saved and I could have paid down debt sooner and I could have prepared reserves years before we did uh, if I would have realized that it wasn't a, a revenue issue. It was actually truly a budgeting issue and I needed to create containers and parameters for how much we were going to spend. Now, how does that translate to time? Well, <laughs> have you ever been at a coffee shop and your computer was at 7% battery and you had to finish one last task for a client and you got that task done faster than ever before. Interestingly enough, if you gave yourself two hours to finish that task, it might take you the full two hours. Parkinson's law also applies to your time. And so I'm a huge fan of time blocking. You can figure out what that looks like for you. But one thing that's a non-negotiable is before I go into the day and serve everybody and give tons of value um, to my clients and everything like that, I'm gonna first and foremost market my business. It's a no-brainer. I'm developing lead magnets. I'm building uh, a plan for YouTube. I'm you know, prepping and drafting some of my TikToks. And so you have to make a decision. This is a non-negotiable at this point. I don't ever wanna play the feast or famine game with clients ever again. And so I know you'll probably come back to this episode at some point, but let's dive on in to 10 ways that are all legit. And these are all things that I have done. Um, you can use all of these to secure clients, but then I'll share my favorite one with you, okay? So number one, publish cheat sheets and checklists about your specialty. When people used to tell me to create lead magnets, I'd create things that were completely unrelated to like exactly what I do or weren't full of value. And I really like cheat sheets and checklists because it gives people the cliff notes, makes them say, dude, this person knows what they're talking about or you know, this person's simply not the level that we're at right now. So it gives a very good indication of your skill set, your knowledge, your mastery, and your comfort with sharing value. Number two, and I won't elaborate on all of these except for the ones that I think are particularly neat. Number two, create a messenger bot offer for business. Now, I like to use ManyChat for this, so you can actually craft posts that you can put on your Facebook page. Now, this is not my favorite way to do it, but it can work. 
uh, and build out a sequence of mini chat messages that follow up. Essentially, the bot then nurtures people until the point where uh, you're outside of like this 24, 48 hour window, according to ManyChat. Um, it's it really interesting, but you can craft a post that says like, would you like to learn more? Or, you know, I created an awesome case study, who wants it? And then you can actually uh, run an ad to that particular post for a very low budget. Some people will do $5 a day and you can target business owners, whether it's entrepreneurs, you can target interests of business owners, you can target small business owners. That's actually a targeting option within the Facebook Business Manager. It totally works. Number three, check the creative gigs section on Craigslist. This was actually how I got the majority of my early proposals out. I didn't close many people that way, but it was a good way for me to get some things moving, get some, um, some lines out there. Now, let me real fast explain what I mean by lines out there. So lines out there is like this, it, it all comes from this story from Dan Kennedy. And in this story, Dan Kennedy talks about this fisherman who always goes out and someone local notices that he's always putting out 10 poles. And someone's like, someone says to him, why do you always put out 10 poles in the water? Like, why are there 10 lines out there? 10 lines in the water. He says, it's pretty simple. If I put one line in the water, my family might eat and my family might not. But if I put 10 poles, 10 lines in the water, I know that not only is my family gonna have food for today, but they might have food for tomorrow. And I might even be able to take one down to the marketplace and sell it. So I always put 10 lines in the water to make sure that there's always going to be a catch. I wanna challenge you real fast. Sometimes people will say, I've been doing everything I can to get clients. And the truth is, okay, if, if you know, sending out one proposal or getting on one discovery call is enough, great, or even 10 for that matter. But I wanna challenge you to start casting as many lines into the water as humanly possible because you wanna build the pipeline. And what's wild is the thing that actually works for everyone is gonna be slightly different, though there are some general trends that I notice with freelancers who have the most success. Um, but that being said, like if you gave me a list of 80 ways to secure clients, stay tuned because hint, hint, hint. If you gave me a list of 80 ways to secure clients, I would do 78 of them. Maybe there would be two where I'd say that one just is not aligned for me. I would do all 78. Uh, I would do either one per day if it was possible or two to three per week or one per week. And by the end of a year, you'd have 52 lines in the water. So I'm a big believer. Sometimes people will do like one or five or 10 things over a year and be like, I don't know why it didn't work. And I'm like, I'm just going to be super honest with you. That's just like putting one line in the water and praying that you catch a fish that day. Get all 10 lines in the water, get all 100 lines in the water, get all 80 ways to get clients into the water and then see which ones work and do more of that. Whew. Okay. Number four, send out case studies to your email list. Or if you don't have an email list, it's a really good way to build one. Post about your case studies, create them, uh, post about them on your social media and see if people are interested. Number five, I will lose count of what number we're on. I'm just gonna give you that heads up. Number five, create a ClickFunnels funnel. Go application to book a call, application to book a call, application to book a call. Put it on your website, put it in the link in your bio, put it absolutely everywhere on social media. The next one, <laughs> I told you I was gonna lose count right after that, is to create power teams for referrals with other freelancers or local service providers. 
this is a super effective way to have basically a whole team where you all work with similar clients or the same clients, but providing different services. You can literally refer each other and suddenly with just five or 10 people, you can build a power team full of referrals. The next one I'm gonna share is webinar trainings about your industry. This can work well. I will say I bombed probably my first two years worth of webinars. Um, and by bombed, I mean we didn't get the results I was hoping for. However, I wish I had realized that if I had started doing it two years sooner, I would have experienced success with webinars two years sooner. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. That has been actually one of the single greatest contributors of growth to our entire business uh, webinars. But just remember, they're not a short-term fix. Very few people convert immediately, but it's about practicing for years before it actually works. And I don't know about you, but when I hear that something's gonna take a long time to work, I want to start it as soon as possible so that I can enjoy and reap the rewards as soon as possible. The next one is guest lectures at local colleges. This is actually a really effective way to get in touch with um, people in that particular skill set, whether it's business or marketing or communication or health or fitness or whatever, to actually get referrals from people's networks and or their future employers. You can go to local meetups in your area. Now, I'll give a disclaimer on this one. That's my hard stop one. Some people love it. I just was talking to um, actually Kathy, who's an incredible freelancer. She's built a, a very successful freelancing business uh, with a team of rock star VAs. Um, I'll actually link to her in the show notes of this episode as well. So you can check out what she's up to, what she's doing. Um, and she also hires VAs sometimes whenever they have openings and they hire a lot. And they also take on clients. And I have to say, it has been the most consistent VA experience we've ever had. So shout out, Kathy. Woo! Uh, she swears by local meetups. She loved them for a long time. She used those quite a bit to build her business. I personally got really stressed out and overwhelmed doing that. So I'm still sharing it as a very powerful resource. But for me, it was very stressful, which is very interesting because I'm super extroverted. The next one is, and this is my least favorite out of all, so if I gave you a list of 78 ways, you just found out the two that I wouldn't do, but some people are willing to do these. I've done it. And that is pick up a phone and call businesses. You can be scared. You can literally call businesses nervous out of your mind, but what it's actually doing is conditioning you to be okay with hearing no. And as a business owner, we hear no a lot. And so it can be really helpful to kind of toughen up your skin a little bit more uh, and, and be comfortable with rejection. If you want to skip that step and just read a book about it, I recommend the book Rejection Proof by Jia Jiang. I may be mispronouncing that. I'm sorry, in, uh, in not in, in advance, in hindsight. Um, but that book is all about someone who intentionally pursued rejection and the outcome is absolutely shocking. And the last one I'm going to share, I think I'm actually sharing 11, is to create a live workshop for local business owners. We did this and it would have been super, super, super fruitful. But I think I literally got the fever, got a fever really bad, like the flu, right before the live workshop. So one of my team members actually had to step in and lead it. And obviously we didn't get as good of results as we had hoped. However, it can be incredibly effective. And I was shocked that local small business owners actually came to learn about marketing. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Now, my absolute favorite way to secure clients, how to find your first or your next client, is the power of video. Um, why? Because of the power of the parasocial relationship. Have you ever been watching like a celebrity on their IG stories or whatever, and you've thought to yourself, 
I'm pretty convinced we would be best friends in real life. Congrats, you're not alone. I experienced this too, and the wild part about it is I know what the parasocial relationship is, yet it still works on me. So the parasocial relationship is essentially, there's a part of our brains that light up when we're sitting down with uh, a friend for coffee or for lunch, having a conversation or listening to our friend talk. And for whatever reason, it may happen, it may not, our brains have not evolved to not light up in the same spots when we're listening to someone speak to us on video looking directly into the camera. So for example, when your favorite celebrity is talking on an IG story, the same parts of your brain are lighting up as though you were sitting down with a friend for lunch or for coffee and listening to them talk. And so it's really interesting because we can actually use this to our advantage. Now you have to be careful because you don't wanna just use this and then not be a good person. Um, we have to use it responsibly and recognize that people literally feel as though they're building a relationship. And the truth is it can be a beautiful and wonderful thing and you can really honor that experience. So for example, uh, I know that it occurs. So I, I really, really try my best to always be extra kind when I get to meet someone who says like, oh, I'm a fan or a follower. By the way, that sounds really weird to say. That's weird for me to say, but I just, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, I've, I've, watched interviews with celebrities and we've met some of those celebrities now albeit most of them were like a little more d-list and i won't drop any names however they were extremely rude in the interaction and almost like upset that i recognized them and part of me was like that's why you have to honor the parasocial relationship so video is the single fastest way that you can build your business and grow and secure not only clients today, but clients may see your videos for years to come. And it has skyrocketed our business. That is my number one favorite way. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'm gonna share with you three powerful resources. Number one, 80 ways to secure clients. If you only pick 20 ways out of this list and just pick to do you know, two per week, within 10 weeks, less than three months, you will have 10 lines in the water. Uh, so we are linking to that in the show notes of this episode. Go to rachelpeterson.com forward slash podcast. Number two, I'm actually linking to Kathy's uh, information. So if you are either wanting to become a VA and want to work for someone else who brings clients to you, you can check out her information in the show notes as well as uh, if you are looking to hire a VA, I got to rep Kathy. So let's just go for it. And number three, if you are interested in working with a mentor who actually understands what it's like to work with clients and actually still works with clients actively as a freelancer, I'm gonna just put this little humble brag out there. Um, we have done multiple seven figures specifically in client work as a freelancer or a glorified freelancer model. Uh, and so I'm really proud to say that as a mentor, I never, ever, ever stop doing what I teach. So if that's the kind of mentor you're looking for, you might just be right for The Social Click, which is my mentorship and mastermind program. Go to www.clickforlife.com. That's C-L-I-Q-U-E-F-O-R-L-I-F-E.com. Feel free to apply. And one of my amazing Rockstar team members will take your call. Don't worry, we don't do any hard sale stuff. Ick, gross, no thanks. Uh, we're really and truly going to see if it's a good fit for you. And also if you're a good fit for The Social Click. So feel free to check that out in the show notes of this episode as well. I'll catch you guys later. Bye for now.